When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone? Welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It is Mick and Christian once again and it's the end of season awards show in a season where it's been a bit of a bit of a mad one so i mean some of the categories are quite decent we can get stuck into them but i think some of them are pretty straightforward just because there's usually a standout one for some of the categories we've got um but it'll be interesting anyway it's it's uh, it's worth chatting about even though it was a mad season it's there was still some good parts of it albeit we didn't get what we wanted in the end um like in terms of trophies and top four and whatever else but before we get into it all christian how are you doing lad I'm good, uh, and finally the season is over. I kind of needed the break. Uh, I think we all need a break, <laughs> and the players and the team. Every- yeah. After this season, it's been a roller coaster. You know, started off not in the best way, but we, you know, got a few hopes up, and then we were really bad, and then we come back, and it's just been one of them where, you know, things haven't worked out for us in the way we wanted. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we can build on what we've done on the last part of the season, going into the next one. So. Nice little break. Uh, we'll be interesting to see what we do in the summer, but it will be uh, fun to give these kind of awards and, you know, chat to Liverpool for, a, I wouldn't say the last time, uh, of, you know, of the season, because we're probably going to come back with a few uh, episodes about other things during the summer, but th- a last chat of, you know, the team and this season in, in one way. Yeah, because we'll, we'll get into the, the awards stuff soon, which will be more interesting than um Southampton <laughs> in a what a mad game it was but just some breaking breaking news i suppose is um we've appointed a new uh, sporting director and I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his second name but i'm going to have a i'm going to wing it and say Jorg Schmadke Schmadke i'm going to go with that but um yeah he's been appointed in the last hour or so so that's going to be interesting to see what like you've just been saying there in terms of new players in the summer um he kind of aligns with Klopp in terms of trying to get players who haven't quite hit the height yet, but have got loads of quality, and then we can take them into the new, a new, a new level if you if you if you like. So hopefully their their minds combined can kind of get us a load of little gems that's what we want, and and kind of make them into what they are in the future. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the fucking craziness that was uh, Southampton because <laughs> we were just discussing it there, and I was like, because. There was just so much going on with relegation and whatever. And it was kind of I've one one eye on the Everton game and one eye on the the Leicester game as well. So it was kind of half watching. But like we go we go two 0 up pretty quickly. Jota uh, 
basically gets the easiest goal he's ever gonna get. Like comes out to him like four yards out, and he just goes, "Yeah, nice one, thanks." Scores. Firmino gets his final Liverpool goal, which um, was obviously lovely to see as well, especially after the the goal at um, at Anfield where he kind of signed off his Anfield. His Anfield career, in fact, he got a I think it was a hundred and eleventh Liverpool goal and final one, which was that was a nice moment as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, good to see him, you know, play. Good to see him score uh, in his last game for us. And like you said as well, for Jota, he, you know, he he had his struggles with injuries, uh, been out. And when he came back, he looked a bit, you know, rusty. But then he actually started providing goals. And since he came back, he actually had quite good stats, uh, I reckon. So you know, if he can build on that, it's good for us for next season that we have him back fit and for you know. Uh, play in those little positions where he always pops up and score goals, which we have said before as well. So really happy for that. And yeah, pleased for Firmino to actually finish it off. And yeah, 111 goals. It's not bad. So yeah, uh, sad moment, you know, now when both him and Milner leaves. But uh, 2-0 up, I thought, you know, this is going to be, you know, a five-goal win or whatever. But nah, it didn't happen. Yeah, and just in typical Liverpool fashion, we then go and concede four. I mean, albeit like over the space of like like nineteenth minute, twenty eighth minute, forty seven minute, sixty fourth minute. But then you're like you're four two down. You're like this is just Liverpool all, all over. Obviously, we didn't have Allison Kelleher played. So that that's a massive miss. We didn't have Van Dijk, Canate. So when you play yeah. and Gomez, it's it's not quite the same because you're kind of looking at them going, who's the leader there? There's not a leader. I think if I think Canate and Van Dijk are both leaders. I don't think Gomez and Matip are leaders. They're both very good. But like when you've got those two combined with the a very good goalkeeper, but one who hasn't played that much, he's obviously going to be a bit rusty. Uh, we were bound to con- concede goals and chances, and that's kind of what happened. But we'll just skate over all them goals. We're not to talk about them. We can get back to the um, <laughs> the one where we get 4-3, and it's, and it's Gakpo, and we were mentioning about like the build-up to that one before we started recording, about like, it's a lovely little bit of play. Elliot plays the ball over, Trent plays it in, and Gakpo scores in that area where he just he seems to love being in that back of the post, back post run, like late run yeah. and on, on the end of it and scores, and um, that kind of capped off like a like a great first half season for him, like I posted a tweet on the on the, the Copy podcast, like Twitter, um, yes, they're just about his stats just because I just feel like in terms of 37 million, like I think like we've discussed over the, the months, like he's been had maybe a bit of a nervy start, but like since he's kind of clicked into gear, we're all now saying how much of a perfect replacement he is for Bobby to get seven goals and, and two assists in 21 Premier League games for in the position that he is, where he's basically dropping into those Bobby positions in midfield, into the six positions and whatever. He's very, very far from the goal sometimes. So to still get nine goal contributions in 21 games is a is a nice first half to a Premier League season for him and, and something he can build on into next year as well. Yeah, very much so. I agree. Uh, you know, to see him actually pop into those positions as well, just being there and score. It's a, it says that he's got this scoring mentality. He knows where he's, you know, where he's, where he should be when those little moments come. When we got like players like Trent uh, coming around the, on the side and actually put perfect passes into the box, he just pops into those positions. It's, it's a little bit like Jot as well. They they know where they're gonna be. But I, I, like you said as well, I think. You know, also because he plays deeper sometimes in this uh, Bobby position and actually comes down to, you know, uh, get the ball and drives it up forward. It also says that he's got very 
you know, he's, he's very broad in his way of playing football. Like, he's, he's got technical abilities. He's very physical strong. He's quite, you know, quick. He pops into the goal-scoring positions, and he's a little bit of a playmaker as well. So, hopefully, he can just build on this, like you said, as well, and become our replacement for Bobby, but still with a different kind of style. It's not the Brazilian technical, maybe, playmaker as Bobby was, and maybe not as good in maybe putting pressure on... Um, uh, the opposition when we play depends on obviously the style of play and how we uh, put up our tactics and all that. But in terms of just giving all those little attributes to our team and scoring those goals and, you know, contribute with, like you said, what was it, 21 and uh, nine goal contributions yeah. in half a season for his first season in the Premier League is very, very good. So I'm really looking forward to see what he will bring next season when he had his, you know, proper pre-season uh, fits into the team even more and just continue to grow. So yeah, it will be, I think it will be great for us and that's a bargain in terms of where we got him from and the money and everything that he will probably provide in in, in future. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's different to Bobby, isn't he, in terms of like, I agree, like that he can definitely improve like his, his pressing, but I think like Bobby was just a master at that, like just closing down, being in the right space, just kind of getting those little getting the studs on the ball or like just flicking it away and creating something off the back of it. And I think we've seen Gapo do it in, in some games, but I think that's something he can improve on. But the fact that he's, I think he's way further along than I thought he'd be in terms of fitting into the system and whatever at this yeah. point. So yeah, made, made up for him that he's kind of got to that level so, so quickly. Yeah. And also that, you know, every one of us and probably all of us thought, you know, he's a more of a winger, like they bought him, you know, to play on the wing, maybe, you know, to have Darwin coming into the central and then have him maybe to the left uh, because he played like that for yeah. uh, PSV and the Dutch national team and all that. But actually just to come into that role central and actually do it that very well so soon and just after half season, it's very good. So to have a player who can play in different positions, but do it really well as well, it gives us options, which is great. And he's still young and all that. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what he can bring in the future for us. Yeah, and another player that had a bit of a, a mad season is Jotter, who gets the gets the equaliser and makes it for all a goal thriller last game of the season. Proper, <laughs> yeah. the proper mad, mad weird level like testimonial in some parts, but then there was some good play in other parts, and you're just like, this is just. I mean, it's just what happens when you've got nothing to play for the last game of the season. I suppose yeah. that no one's kind of rela- no one's kind of focused or whatever. But Jotter gets the goal and posted another tweet about like kind of his. Um, performance as well like he's played he played 22 Premier League games so just one more than Gakpo but he managed seven goals and four assists so one and two for his goal contribution so 11 goal contributions in 22 games so every other game he's getting a goal contribution I think that's something that he can build on as well I think we've when he came in he was kind of like a goal machine he was scoring like at a rate of like he was like Sturridge and Fowler and Torres levels in terms of how many goals he was getting per game. Obviously, then he's had some bad injuries and stuff. And I still always worry he's going to pick up those injuries. And I think he probably will. But I think at this moment in time, especially the end of the season, where he can now kind of have a massive rest and get himself ready for next season, I think he's still. I think he's still a massive part of what we're trying to do. I think like Nunes is kind of on the periphery a little bit now because of the injury and stuff. The and in the latter stages of the season with the with the toe injury. I think he's still got obviously got a massive role to play because of the money we paid and his age and stuff. But I think Jota, it's kind of weird because like when any stage in the season when you say like what's your what's your top what's your favorite front three, I think every like other week it would it, it's probably changed because I think Jota kind of fall, fallen off a little bit because Nunes was scoring goals, playing well. 
now Jota's came back up and, and Nunes is back down back below him a little bit. But I feel like that's something that you need to kind of like we said, to push these players on because having those quality players, they can they can drive each other on to be better as well, can't they? Yeah, and it's a luxury problem. You know, that we we always been Talking about you know, having a, you know uh, many options and uh, you know m- many players in in our team and in our squad that can come in and do uh, different things and if you know someone needs a rest and we can rest them and we can play someone else who but the, the level of quality doesn't drop and this is where we are now in when it comes to the offensive three we got so many good options with Jota, Diaz, Darwin, uh, Salah, Gakpo you know it's it's just. You know, so, so if if they can't play, obviously all the time, but it's it's a good way of knowing that we, they can, like you said, they can push push each other to become better. But if someone actually drops in form, or if there's a slight injury, hopefully there's no like long term injuries. But if there's a little knock here and there, we know that okay, well let J- Jota rest and Luis Diaz comes in, no Darwin comes in. It's it's brilliant, and that's what we need. Obviously, next season we're gonna play in the Europa League. It might be a little bit more of a rotation uh in terms of you know not playing the champions league we'll see we probably go for it i don't i don't doubt that because it's still uh, a european trophy that we don't have and i'm sure they want to go and get it but it it's more like you still can rest players and make them fresh for a long season when you go for the premier league as well which i think we you know that's the aim anyway we will we will come back and try to do it better so i just love that we got so many quality options offensively it's it's brilliant you don't see that so much and we haven't seen it for you know in liverpool for, for like you go back 10 15 years there was always always like one striker who was the star like Torres or Suarez or even back when Michael Owen Robbie Fowler and there was good players around but at, at the same time now when we look at them you know that everyone can actually come in and, and be great and they play in a really good team and they could even play in any other team in Europe I wouldn't I don't say they should start in a in in every other good, good team in Europe but they will definitely come in and play so we, we got great quality and we should we should be really happy uh, uh, about that yeah, I think that's something that, like we said about the new sporting director and whatever in Klopp and this summer, like I think the forward line's very, very good. It's the, maybe the midfield, well, not even maybe, it's definitely the midfield where we need to <laughs> bolster, hopefully, hopefully like the likes of McAllister and players like that can come in early doors if we can, or if not, someone else, someone similar, um, identify someone, a couple of players who are going to come in and kind of replace the the Milners and stuff of the world who are gonna gonna be departing, so we need to that needs to be sorted ASAP. So hopefully we can do that. Um but yeah, let's get stuck into the title of the podcast, which is the end of season awards show. So I, we've got like a little WhatsApp group, which if you if you do, I've mentioned it before, but if you want to join, you can just let us know. Just give us a message on Twitter or Instagram. You can find us at, at Copy Podcast. So just search that. Drop us a little DM or a, a message or just comment on a po- on a tweet or a post and just let us know. We can add you. Um, but I kind of put it in there because I thought we'd get loads of responses and, and we did. Everyone was boss, like giving the giving us their um, options. So basically, what we're going to go through is player of the season, underperformer of the season, surprise player of the season, standout moment of the season, game of the season, goal of the season, and then a, a rating out of ten, which. As you can imagine, might be a little bit lower than six or five. <laughs> uh, but we'll but we'll start with player of the season. I think this is, I think like I mentioned, some of them are quite easy. Um, there's a few contenders for this, I suppose, in terms of like, I think the standout and the one that I've gone for, and I imagine you have as well. And I think most people in the in the group in the WhatsApp group went for Allison. But I think there's a there's a shout for Salah for getting thirty goals again 
consecutive for three times. Like in the previous two years, for him to get that was like, yeah, he's in a great team, so he's going to score goals this season. It's even more impressive because of, like we've mentioned, Liverpool not being anywhere near as good, like just kind of coasting through games and whatever, and Salah still managing to get the goals. But yeah, I think Allison Allison's the rightful winner of this one, isn't he? I think. Yeah, I've gone with him as well, and it's quite obvious because you know without him we would have conceded so many more goals. He's been a a beast for us, you know, in goal. He comes out, he makes saves. He's great with the ball at his feet. He, you know, sometimes have these little slip ups where you know it gets a little bit nervy, but usually it's just perfectly just pinging the balls, you know, to Salah or whatever. And he's a great uh, line goalie as well. And he's you know he's just one of them who you who you like for his personality and his presence. And then he, he's also you know a world class goalkeeper so it's no doubt about him being the best player of the season or you know it's just it's just uh, great that we have in my opinion the best goalkeeper in the world playing for Liverpool Yeah and I think like there's there's always been like stats like obviously when I do the stat show with Mike from Opta like Alisson's always a, a topic because like the amount of like expected goals that he saves, like he's always way clear of everyone else in terms of like one on ones, and because of the way we play, he he obviously faces more of them because <laughs> one ball over the top sometimes is the, is <clears throat> if you if you work your way around Liverpool's midfield, the ball over the top you kind of you kind of in most of the time if it's a, if it's a perfect ball and you've got a, a speedy striker or winger on the end of it, and most of the time he's he's an equal match for for them, which is something that. Like you said, he's the best in the world, but he's also the best in the world in terms of what we need as well. He's perfect for us, so he's been absolutely amazing. Like I don't think anyone ever wants the goalie to be your best player of the season because that generally <laughs> means that you've not done that well and the keeper's had to bail you out. And I think in previous years, I think Allison's always been a contender for it because like the way we play and stuff, like I mentioned, but I think this season, because we've not kind of hit the heights of what any anywhere near what we expected, and Allison's been the main guy just kind of keeping us going at the back and, and keeping us in games, especially like like I was just thinking of the United game where they had a few chances and if one of them goes in, the 7-0 doesn't happen. You know what I mean? It changes the whole course of the game and it's happened in a few yeah. games as well where he's popped up with a, an amazing save and what I love about him is that he's not flashy. Like It's, it's always like, what's the... I'll make an amazing save, but I'll make it look as easy as I can. Pick the ball up and get Liverpool going again. There's none of this messing around like fucking Pickford, like standing up and screaming and pretending like he's he's the man, like I'm the guy, like yeah. I'm I'm in charge and whatever. It's it's like it's not about Alison Becker, it's about the team, and that's what I love about him most. And he's the rifle winner, like like we've both agreed agreed on. I think most of the people in the I think everyone in the WhatsApp group said Alison as well. Um yeah. but but we go from Player to player of the season to underperformer of the season. Um, for me, this was an easy one, but I'll I'll let you take the floor with who you think first. I I just went with Fabinho because yep. uh, I think you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just I, I was just thinking like there's there's been a few where Van Dijk haven't been you know at his best. Um, you know, we we know that he got really you know his highs are very high, but he's just never been able to. Uh, reach them uh, this season. Um, Trent has been really bad in the start of the season. We, I know, we gave him loads of critics because of, you know, criticism because of his sloppiness and looking tired and not bothered and all that. But in terms of what we need in midfield and the player that Fabinho was last season and the seasons before that, and then see him just look like a fucking fridge standing in the middle of you know the pitch and the, 
the, <laughs> the center of the park and nothing happens. No late tackles, like no correct passes. Uh, doesn't read the game. Get you know get the oppositions get past him all the time very easily. Uh, for most of the season, I thought he was really really bad. He's he's been good at the or better at the you know the last or the end of the season. He kind of got back into. Um, better form and playing in a different style that made him better as well and probably with a bit of self-confidence. But in terms of overall season, I think he was just underperforming uh, a lot. Uh, and also, obviously, when you compare to the seasons previously. Yeah, because I, I agree like completely because in the group chat, anyway, I've just been having a look. There's, there was a few shouts for... There's a few for Nunes. There's a couple for Trent because I suppose if you factor in the whole season, it's only been like the last couple of yeah. months of the season where he's obviously been moved into the new position and done really well. There was a shout for Carvalho, I suppose, because maybe expected him to take it to another level in terms of his potential and whatever, especially after the Newcastle goal where he gets that winner and you kind of think Liverpool are going to start winning games and you think Carvalho is going to be maybe a key part of that and whatever else. There's some shout. There's a shout for Robbo as well, which I think, I just think, I just think generally this could have been, I mean, I think Fabinho, I think is the outright winner by a mile just because of the levels and whatever. Just he's been, like you said, absolutely ridiculously bad, but like, like Van Dijk, Robbo, Trent, quite a lot of the team have been pretty poor this season in yeah. terms of what we what we've normally been producing so it's more noticeable like we've said so but, but, but I, think, I think sorry i used to say when when it comes to uh, robertson i think he wasn't good in the start of the season as, as as the whole defensive line, but I think he always gives you a good game, though. He's never really, really, really bad in terms of what you you know what you're going to get from him, like pace, work rate, uh, and going up and down that side. Uh, and I think he gives you that all the time. Sometimes a little bit, you know, better, and sometimes less. But I think he's never really, really bad in comparison to what we. Um, what we uh, expect from Trent or expect from Fabinho, you kind of know that Robertson is another kind of player. So I, for me, he was never actually considered because I think like, yeah, he's, he's, he was bad in the start of the season, but he's been all right all the way through. And that's what he usually is. He still provides, you know, assists and stuff and he's been great previous seasons as well. But I think we expect more from like Trent as a player and maybe Fabinho as a player in terms of where they uh, their roles and where they play. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I think most players have been lesser, but I just feel like Fabinho's dip has been just so much more noticeable, hasn't it? Like in terms of like him trying yeah. to cover that space in the midfield. It's only since Trent's moved in and he's kind of his his amount of space he's gardens like been halved. So he's obviously better because he's not the quickest, but he's still at least been putting in tackles in recently. So he's been he's been better. But I think everyone's been better recently. But I just think as yeah. as a whole, I think Fabinho's been. Because I was looking at at his stats, like he's played, like he's only missed two Premier League games this year, and he's made uh, forty nine appearances in all competitions, which is his, his most ever. He made forty eight last season. He made forty nine this year. So, I think that says a lot as well that he's been playing basically every game nearly, and he's been he's made his most appearances in a season where really he shouldn't have been because we should have had the quality to kind of go right, Fabinho, you've been shite mate you're not playing for a month or whatever so you sort your head out and then you can come back in I think that's why the likes of Bacetic and whatever have played as well quite a lot because of the likes of Fabinho not kind of being at the at the level so I think I think them two are pretty for me player of the season and underperformer of the season they were pretty easy I think for me in terms of 
you just think of that pit like Allison, yeah, straight away. Fabinho, yeah, straight away. I think supri- surprise player of the season, which is the next one. I think this one's a bit more. I mean, there's a few. There's a few shouts. Like in the group chat, there was a shout for Curtis Jones, Gakpo as well. I suppose in terms of him surprising people, in terms of like maybe a lot similar to everyone else in the last two months, he's been he's elevated his levels to a, to a very good level. But um, I'll I'll give you mine this time. For me, it's Bichetic. But who have you gone for? Yeah, yeah, same, same. Uh, <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked about this before, by the way. This is comp- no. we kept it a secret. <laughs> but I imagine we probably picked all the same players. <laughs> yeah, but it just for me, it's quite the easy one because no one expected him to come in when we were really, really bad, and you know had a few injuries and all that with Thiago out, and he comes in. Um, and just fucking becomes massive for us in midfield and, you know, showing the way, uh, showing how it should be played, showing Henderson, Fabinho, everyone else that's been, you know, obviously stars for us for, you know, many seasons now, playing at a higher level, won it all, that if you're going to be shit like this, I'm going to come in and show you. And it's also like a young kid that we know, okay, he's talented, you know, Liverpool brought him in because he's talented. Uh, we we know that he got praised because he's a good footballer, but no one could ever expect that you know an eighteen year old kid comes in at in midfield for a Premier League team at the Liverpool's level and just boss it like, you know, comes in and be great. And obviously it's a it's a, a fortunate that he you know gets injured because he probably would have played more. But it's just great to know that we got this little baller you know in Liverpool when playing for us in the future. So for me, it's just like a big surprise. But I'm really happy that he got the chance because now we know what player we can have in you know uh, in our team for many many seasons to come so looking forward to him coming back getting fit and playing next season yeah i think for me the the biggest compliment you can pay him and we've we've said this before like is that he came in and done well in a, in a side that's been pretty horrific like he unfortunately missed out on the on the games where Liverpool were actually playing well and i would have loved to have seen maybe Trent alongside the Bacetic in that like that midfield too and, and seeing what Bacetic can do in a in a team that's full of energy and full of confidence and growing in confidence. And it's a shame that he yeah. got, didn't get a chance to be a part of that. But like you said, it's going to be, I think next year, like the likes of Bacetic, the likes of Gakpo, the likes of hopefully Nunes can kind of reach a, another level along with the, the players that come in. But yeah, I, I mean, in terms of it being quite obvious, I think, I, I, I still think it's quite obvious to pick Bacetic, but I do think that like Curtis Jones outside shout because I think he'd been written off by a lot of, people and he's he's then went on and played like so many games i think it was 11 games in a row i think which is um i think it was the most uh, a, a local lad's done that since like gerard was was playing in the team so it's it's not done very very often for a local local midfielder to come in and, and kind of play that many games in a row so that that was nice to see and, and gakpo was all like an outside show but yeah i think bachetic is the is the rifle winner of um of that one uh we move on to standout moment of the season, um, which I, I think is, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's one always sticks out for me. I think, I think in the group, kind of people were saying the same thing as well, which was Bobby's last goal at um, at Anfield, which was, I think it was, we touched on on the, the one of the shows previously, like about how emotional it was and being in the ground and it, it kind of lump in the throat or tears in their eyes. In your case, went watching it. Uh, but I think <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's the that's the main one, isn't it? Just because it was kind of emotional to say bye to Bobby and he came on and got and got the equalizer and stuff. 
Yeah, I was I was thinking quite hard on this one because obviously a standout moment can mean so much. It could be, you know, a late winner. It could be, you know, loads of goals in a game. It could be, you know, a great goal as well. But I agree. I, I also choose, you know, more of the last game at Anfield because of saying goodbye to Bobby and Milner, you know, two legends uh, in Liverpool, won it all, done a great job for us and been, you know, they, they will be remembered forever. Uh, so I think, you know, that feeling, like you said as well, the emotional part of it, you know, saying goodbye to two players that meant so much for us in terms of winning and, you know, the experiences that we had with them in the team. Um, always reliable, always a smile from Bobby and Milne always doing the job. Uh, I think that was the moment where you actually felt like you're never going to see them in the red shirt again, which it's, you know, it's the same when obviously Gerard is, is at another level, but, you know, when he did his last game for us and other players have done that in the past that you remember but you know these two also stands out in terms of you can compare to you know Suarez and Torres as well but these two obviously you know won the lot with us and have had a, another impact so for me it was a moment where you actually felt like would you really really gonna miss them for what they've done for the club yeah definitely and I think it's it's something that We'll always like look back on in years, and like that would that was the moment where we can kind of pinpoint where. Hopefully, we've moved on to another like another phase of Liverpool, but that was where the like, I suppose that phase of of Klopp's team kind of came to an end. Obviously, Mane leaving that was a, a part of it, but I think Firmino being there for that like the longest and whatever out of the that iconic front three, there's only Salah left now. Uh, I think that's kind of like the natural end of that like cycle, if you want, if you want want to say it like that. Um, but yeah, there was a few other shouts. There was a shout for um, Jota's goal at uh, Anfield against Spurs, where Richarlison just scores and oh, Jota yeah. goes down to the other end and score scores. Uh, I feel like that was just because of it being perfectly, just perfect. Like it being Richarlison, his first Spurs goal. He's made up. He's doing every celebration. I think he's done every celebration he's ever done. So I think he's done about 12 celebrations. Took his top off, done his little chicken dance. Shush the crowd, whatever else. And then we go down the other end, literally 10 seconds later, and Jota scores, and his face is just a picture. Like, that was... Yeah, I think that's a very, very second close for me, just because of the circumstances, the team, who it was at Anfield, and then getting a winner. I think that's another one that we can... Look back at fondly. I think another another one which is hilarious is the like, uh, like Allison like falling over like and Pickford, um, kept all of the ball and Allison does the same. I think that was just another hilarious one in recent years that we've always looked and I think it's similar. Like, it's it's not on it's not on massive, but it's always something that in even in previous years you look back on and it's it's still funny to look back on even if it's not, um a goal or, or, or whatever, it's always something funny that you can look back on and, and, and laugh at. And I think that's something similar. Um, yeah. Taking the piss out of like a player that or a, or a team that you don't, you don't like. I think that's always something funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've kind of, we've covered that one. Um, so let's go on to game of the season. Um, so, I mean, there's a few shouts to this one, but I think again, it's fairly, <laughs> it's fairly obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's not a you know not a difficult one. Even if there's been a few really really good games from us, and you know uh, games that stood out, and in terms of goals as well. But you know, uh, it's only one, and that will be talked about in generations to come anyway. And it's seven 0 obviously against Man United, because um, 
it was someone mentioned or said something about you know uh, Man United might have you know finished uh, higher above us in the in the league quali- qualified for Champions League, but you know in years to come no one will remember that that they did that, but everyone will remember that Liverpool beat them seven 0 So it's one of them where you know it's in the history books. We will always you know give them the seven up thing before we're gonna play them now and stuff like that, which is also hilarious in, in, in you know its own way. So for me, it's just to see to see us play uh, you know Man United at home in a, in a season where we haven't been that good, but just fucking batter them. It's 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 brilliant. It's you know I I will probably just during summer just you know lay down the sofa and just rewatch it again with a pint in hand. You'd be laughing, you know, and you'd be like, yeah, come on, you know, looking look forward to next season. So that was mine. I'm, I guess you have the same. Otherwise, I will be surprised. Yeah, well, I mean, that show <laughs> we did after that game was one of the funniest and one of the, I don't know, it was just hilarious <laughs> as we kept like every, I don't know, every like 60 seconds, we were like, oh yeah, 7-0, just like kept saying it. Just because you've got to take your victories in a season where Liverpool aren't good. You've just got to. Like, if we would have like been smashing teams and whatever and got into the top four or potentially been challenging for the title and it, it still would have been good but it wouldn't have been as significant but in a season where going into the game as well especially like Ferdinand and like Neville and Keane like all had like yeah. really high opinions about like oh this is the most confident I've ever been we're gonna absolutely batter them and then like soon was like yeah I'm, I feel the same I think we're gonna absolutely tear you apart and then they're like <laughs> laughing in the corner and then oh, the way yeah. the game goes and then the, the, it, like like the studio Carragher Neville with his little selfies with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the studio, like where like there's Carragher and Sunes on one side and Keane and uh, Neville on the other, and like like Carragher and Sunes are literally like school kids, like schoolboys, just absolutely pissing themselves <laughs> laughing because they're just so yeah. fuming and like trying to just play it play it off that like, it was a fluke and whatever. But we just we turned up perfectly on that day and just absolutely battered them. But like we said before, we're like Allison, like it could have been different if we didn't have the bit, the big, beautiful bastard in goal. So it's another shout out for Allison Becker. But that's yeah. easily the winner of that one. I think in the group chat there was a few other um, aids, and actually went for Spurs four three, which I think feeds into the one we said for for um, standout moment with like Richarlison and whatever. And I think that's yeah, yeah. Def- definitely up there. But I think if you beat if you beat your you beat Man United 7-0 in the season. That has to be the game of the season. Um, yeah. If we had that, Bournemouth that... 9-0 and Rangers 7-0, yeah. or whatever, and they are great, great games. You know, it, it's great to do that. But to actually, like the you opposition. said, Man United, yeah, exactly. Then you you know that they're always going to be a rivalry in terms of history and titles. And when you play them, they're always like one of the biggest games ever on the planet every season. So, you know, it's t- to beat them 7-0 is just amazing. And I, I can't remember what it was now, but when we look back on the, the previous like games we had against them, what, what, what did we say like we had? Like I can't remember in terms of goal difference against them, it was loads. Like we won four nil, seven nil, like three. You know all them. So, so we actually, yeah, exactly. So you know we actually have been beating them really, really, you know, hard for the last couple of games we played them, and they they haven't even stand a chance. And yeah, they finished above us now, but we'll be back next season to fucking show them who's boss. So yeah, I can't wait. They're obviously milking it loads as well because. Because we didn't get in the top four and whatever, and like Bruno Fernandes, as soon as like they beat, they they secured the Champions League. He's mentioned in Liverpool, so it's like he's just a he's just a knobhead, isn't he? But um, yeah, yeah, we, we'll be ready next year to to get back up there and hopefully not just challenge him in the top four, challenge him for actual silverware, not just like coming in fourth and like 
getting your manager to do like a, a speech and whatever and being like, yes, we did it, lads. Let's go. Let's go. Champions League. Like, they're not the levels that Man United or Liverpool should be aspiring to. You need to be do that when you're winning titles, mate, and then you won't, you won't get ridiculed. That's the, that's the way you'll need to look at it. Um, but yeah, another another obvious winner was 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 that. So we'll we'll go with that one, shall we? That was the easy option. Uh, so we've got two more. We've got goal of the season, and then we've got overall season rating out of ten. So goal of the season, there was a there was a few actually a few shouts in the in the group chat. So there was Diaz against Palace, where early mm. on in the season where he kind of jinks in from the left hand side, takes on about four people and just belts it bottom corner. Absolutely amazing goal. There was a shout for Gakpo's chip against United, which was class, absolutely world class, the ball in by Salah and he just dinks it over him and over to Hayer and says in a bit, mate. There's the, there was a shout for Nunez's back heel against Madrid, <clears throat> which is a, a, a great shout actually. Yeah, Fulham as well, to be honest, one of his first or his yeah, first. That was brilliant feel, as well. I feel like that was a bit a bit not as clean though as the Madrid one. It was more oh, no. of like a. It just looks like, boss because it yeah, looks. It like looked good, but really I, hard, yeah. I feel like it flicked off. I don't know. It didn't really look as nice as the because I don't know if it like hit the defender a little bit as well. I think, but the Madrid one was like a clean yeah, flick of the back heel, and it and it, yeah. and it went in. So there's a shout for that. Uh, there was a, obviously a shout for Trent's free kick against Leicester. I'm, I, 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 Trent's free kick against Leicester probably nicks it for me, but I wanted to put into the mix the Jones one against Leicester where he. Takes a touch and volleys it, uh, yeah. which was, I mean, in terms of like difficulty of of doing that and and obviously being in great form and stuff and him elevating himself into great form, I think that needs a shout as well. But for me, I think just Trent like that game as well. He was just absolutely bossing it, and he just yeah to put that to put it in the top corner like he did was just I think that deserves I think that deserves the the win, doesn't it? Yeah, I actually went with another one, but it's also Trent. It's it's goal against Bournemouth, to be honest. Um, oh, because it, you know, I I just love how he obviously he was not in a the best place. Like the whole team was not in the best place at that moment of the season. We're still early, but you know, we we won nine nil, and you know, there were balls just flying in from, from all angles for us. Uh, but. When he comes up and drives it up, I actually watched it back before, and I was like, "Yeah," because I would have choose between the free kick, like you mentioned, that you choose. But I took this because I just like the way he drove it up and that in in the net. So uh, I I choose between them two because I thought that maybe you will actually choose the free kick. So I was like, I I go with the other one, but it's two great. Enough. Two great Trent goals, which we hopefully will see even more next season if he continues to obviously play in. If if he comes up and play in midfield, or if we'll have this role like he has now and continue to actually provide so many, um, you know, balls and assists in that position. Then we, when he actually can, can come come into positions to finish them off himself with that right foot, you know, I think there will be a few nice goals from him, no doubt. Oh, cool. So we've actually made a different decision there because I just thought you'd go Trent's free kick as well. But fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. But there was that a one, few. Like I, I yeah. was tempted to go for the Diaz one, to be fair, but just for what it was and like to get the to get the, the equalizer and stuff. But yeah, I just think quality wise, yeah, I think Trent's and I mean any of Trent's goals are generally just like class because of the way just the way he strikes the ball is just so nice as well. Um so yeah, some good options there. Um, and yeah, that brings us on to overall season rating. Um, yeah, what are you, what are you thinking? Of? I'll, I'll read some out just for because this is probably <clears throat> easier to read out from the from the group chat. So let's have a quick look. 
So we've got Aiden went for four out of ten. Um, we've got Paul said four, Fozzy said five. Got Glenn saying four. Um, got Matt saying four point five. Rasmus four. Yeah, Paul five. Yuki four. <laughs> yeah, everyone's chippy six. D five. Doug three. Um, so between three and five there. But what 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 are you thinking? Yeah, exactly between three and five for me. So four, <laughs> <laughs> four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I based that on, you know, this season looked first like first off like the, when when we done half the season like in, before the World Cup, it looked like it was going to go all right and stuff. But we haven't been that good and then we came back and was really bad and then we turned it again so I was like it's just been one of them where you know we had those moments like we said with Man United Bournemouth Rangers you know we get the Spurs game and the chase for Champions League now in the end you know putting in performances and putting uh, put in a good form but it doesn't you know we, we still didn't really challenge for anything we didn't win anything uh it was quite a lame season uh, in many ways. So it doesn't reach half, you know, from like five to 10 above for me, it just, uh, you know, below five and it's a four. I think it could have been a three if it wasn't for the last couple of games now yeah. where we show what we are actually, uh, what we're on about and what we can do. Uh, it would have been more if we, if we actually got the Champions League spot, it would have probably have been a five or a six, to be honest. But because we didn't do that, I just go with four because, you know, in one way, like I said in the start and the beginning of this show, I'm I'm just happy now it's over. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've so we've we've basically picked all the same apart from goal the season because I've I've went for four as well just because I nearly done five. I was just like I'm being too nice. I was like, yeah, I am being too nice. Four, like when you consider last season, what this season should have been. Like we should have been challenging for title. We should have been getting to Champions League finals, like we have been to drop so much and be passengers for so many games getting beat by teams that just outplayed outworked like out muscled yeah. like every fucking hell loads of games where you look back and like this is just a and like all the players putting stuff on instagram like saying it's a season to forget and it, and it is because yeah it's one of them where i mean if liverpool were in a i suppose in like recent well i mean like last 20 years like that type of uh, form where you kind of you have one good season, you might have a poor one, and you go back up again, like like Liverpool generally do. You kind of accept it more, but because Liverpool have been steadily amazing, like <laughs> always up there, always challenging to kind of drop so significantly, significantly, and drop out the Champions League as well. I think if we were the Nick Champions League, it would have been maybe a five or a six, just because we we've salvaged it basically, like we did when when yeah. we got third a couple of years ago. But because we didn't, I'm going to have to play Thursday nights, and it's going to be going to all mad countries and whatever. And we need a we're going to need a big squad for for next year to kind of yeah to help us in in those moments. But if we would have got this Champions League, it would have been pushed up. But I think I think four is fair. I think Doug going three. I, I get it, like because. And I, and I mean, I think you could go. I think three could even be a real, realistic shout just because of in yeah. contextualize it. Like from the previous year, it's just it's so bad, isn't it? And it's that like you've got to kind of just you've got to accept it, but you've got to then be like, well, we need to be better. And I think that's sort of that. In a way, it hopefully it's like a 
weird silver lining that we've been that bad that it needs to now change in terms of obviously getting new sport and director and getting new players in very very shortly and getting them in and getting ready for to be make sure that the players and the fans are going to have a, a good year next year right yeah. we, we, we will leave it there thanks everyone as always for uh, listening. Thanks everyone in the group chat for putting your um, recommendations in for what you thought was the best of each of those categories. We will be back very shortly with more shows. We've got player profiles coming up. We've got the likes of Fowler, the likes of um, Torres. We've got other shows coming up as well um, to kind of keep us going through the summer ready for, for next year. But yeah, thanks as always to you lot for listening. We really do appreciate everyone. Thanks to Christian, as always, for jumping on. And yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Ta-ra. Sports Social Podcast Network.